millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Daddy Boys of What Culture. Michael Hanflet and Michael Sidgwick here to look ahead to tonight's episode. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. We're not going to review Raw, but also Friday Night Smackdown, uh, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, yeah. pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. The bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by the Dudley Boys to look ahead to Raw tonight. It's been a few weeks since we've done this, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm excited specifically for recording this podcast and talking to my friends. As long as we don't <laughs> discuss like what the actual thing we have to talk about is, I think I can remain excited. I've seen the notes. <laughs> it's, I can't tell if one of the notes, and we'll get to it later, is just your way of talking about <laughs> it, or if it's WWE copy or what. Mm. Um, yeah, it's raw. Can't be asked with raw. Um, you know what else I can't be asked with? Waking up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> On an existential level, number one. And number two, my body just works all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, you said your body clock got fixed by Vegas. The absolute jet lag of travel has just made my body work. It's like, no, you really need sleep. It's like, yeah, great. My kids wake me up now and not the other way around, and that never happens. Oh, wow. And now I have to get up at like 20 past five or whatever the f- it is. <laughs> watch JD McDonough is unhinged. What? Well, I, the only reason I asked that is, uh, well, I'll, I'll get to got it. nothing else after Yeah, exactly. Honest, um, I went to like, we, you know, we attended what is consensus bottom five AW pay-per-views of all time, and I don't mind that. It's not one of the things where I take it personally just because we happen to be there. I feel like it's going to take me about six months to readjust to WWE having attended bottom five AW yeah, pay-per-views no. of all time. I don't know if it was because it was in Las Vegas, and I had very high expectations how good Las Vegas would be, and it surpassed them. It flew past yeah. every single one of them in every respect. And the jet $2 lag... $2 beers. I haven't recovered. The jet lag in different ways is still, like, kicking my ass. I had but, superior beers in England at the weekend, and it wasn't the same as a casino $2 Bud Light. I don't drink a Bud Light. Oh, Bud Light it's is, is rubbish. Bud Light is rubbish. but For not taste bu- reasons, yeah. let's just because of the whole for all. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Love what they stand for, even if it's just a fake thing. It's mm. still nice. I love what they stand for, especially when it's $2 out of a bottle <laughs> in a casino bar when every other pint is $10 plus. There's a magic to it, and we stumbled upon it by accident as well. Yeah, I wanted a Goose Island because they sold at the hotel bar, and the hotel bar, the hotel bar, and it was ten dollars. Oh, and I was like, well, yeah, I'll still drink it because Goose Island's nice. Yeah, and then the tap wasn't working, and there was another one, and the tap wasn't working, 
And he's like, best I can do is a Bud Light. And I was like, anything. <laughs> anything to take the edge off because Vegas is a bit intense. And he's like, yep, yeah, she'll be cheaper than Goose Island. So I thought, oh, $6, $2, because they want you to gamble and lure your inhibitions. And I was like, well, I'll just drink that all day, every day, please. <laughs> didn't, you get, didn't you get a glass of pop on day? And it was like six, six bucks. It's so, because it was the Sunday and it was... The most intensive work day, yeah. the day around which yeah, yeah, the entire yeah. trip was built. So five-hour AEW pay-per-view, including the pre-show, two-hour press scrum, go home, record a podcast, debate internally whether you're just awake enough to do the list for the r- website or if you're going to do four hours maximum sleep and then wake up and do it before you fly for 24 hours. That was the intense day, so I thought, I'm going to get a Coke. I'll have a pint with my dinner but I'll get a Coke at 9 a.m. Yeah. to watch the football. Mm. So it was the Premier League final yeah. day. So I went to the casino, and they said, oh, $6 for a Coke. And I was like, well, I'll have a Bud Light after this. Three <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Bud Light, man. It's t- 10 a.m. Everything is in, yeah, yeah, is in yeah. proportions of Bud Light now. Um, I've it's sort of piggybacking off your love of Vegas, and I've now um, kept my attention on something you've both talked about. You see the... Uh, the Golden Knights went uh, one up in the Stanley Cup over the no, weekend, and I feel ashamed that I didn't. Screw you, Florida up. Panthers! <laughs> so they got through because we watched when it was two-two. Yeah, they got through. It was this has been deemed like the least interesting version of the final. Apparently, there was like with both cases actually with the NBA and NHL that we experienced, there was apparently loads more narrative in the finals that didn't happen, uh, and it was down to the uh, the producers to come up with good storylines because. Uh. In America, you know how sport isn't it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got, even though it is, because we watch basketball be pure, unfiltered sport. It's great. Basketball players scoring points in the Craig in the Craig Shack. Scoring Pineapple points. Pineapple mustard, watching the best the best condiment I've ever discovered <laughs> in the new best sport. Against the clock. All things that are just buzzer beater. Specific <laughs> Derek White. I, I know him now, forever, because of him being a buzzer beater. Just within the confines of the sport, but like they still need more story. No, you don't. Your sport crafts the most insane story yeah. there is. We don't get that with our continuous clock. Added to, what the fuck is added time? In our low-scoring low games. A, a tie? Is the ref just blowing up on a tie? <laughs> <laughs> what happens now? But yeah, 5-2. The Golden Knights beat uh, the Panthers. There was a good vibe on Saturday night. Mix it. So Saturday in Vegas. Like, Saturday in Vegas was... <laughs> Weird for us because we'd been there since the when Tuesday, Wednesday, and hadn't considered that the hotel that there was a quieter version of Vegas. But Saturday and Friday and Saturday were big arrival days, and you could tell the difference. There were just more people. There was some uh, stag do some bachelor parties. Uh, there was just a bit more mm-hmm. chaos than the typical regular Vegas chaos. And Saturday was a really good one because we were out doing something or other, and the T-Mobile kicked out from the ice hockey. So you had suddenly this Las Vegas Golden Knights fans out on the street in party mood, mixed with the Vegas weekend arrivals and mixed with something I saw and I was like, I will never do that. Despite the amazing time I'm having here, parents that were letting the kids stay up late and then the kids were starting to flag at like 10 10 p.m. on the Vegas Strip and it's at night time and like Vegas is just starting to come to life. There's like bands playing outside, all the people coming out the game a bit half cut and just want it. They're kind of nights just starting at Vegas and then the kids were starting to flag, and you could see these parents in this heat. Yeah, this heat. And I was just like, when the boys are 18 and 16, respectively, I will come back here with them. I would, like, I'd spent all week thinking, this might work. This is like Orlando with a bit more booze. I think I can make this work. No, nope. nope. I saw it. I saw it for real, and kids were struggling. For reals. I saw it for reals. <laughs> all I'm saying is, when the kids are teenagers, <laughs> and not a moment sooner. Unless there's another work trip, please let, please let there be another work trip. I need to go back. I need five more minutes. <laughs> five more minutes and 40 more dollars, which, by the way, we just lost. 
like that. Yeah. It was pathetic. Yeah. yeah. Down it goes. No, what was it? Oh, was it on black? We put it on red. We put it on red. Should have put it on black. Because he's Sunderland and Miller's Arsenal. Yeah, uh, makes sense. So it's two more reds than black, which is Newcastle. Which, uh, which is the vaguest thing where you make sense of the odds of which there is no sense <laughs> yeah. to be made. You've lost. All right, then. <laughs> that was it. It was just such a really pathetic casino experience. But I'm happy that it was that. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad we didn't do it in one of the high roller places. God, We're walking no. through uh, Caesar's Palace. Greatest sports bar I have ever oh seen. Oh my god! Like a three, like I've been there. Yeah, the inside of the Thunderdome, where you basically <laughs> it's just mad so much in it. any game in the world. Uh, content coming soon to the channel. Yes. So excited about that dropping. But yeah, if we'd have gone at one of those high roller tables where it just started to feel a bit more intense. Yeah, remember walking through that poker tournament like by accident in yeah. the MGM, and he was like, "Oh, these take this really seriously. Move away from them." We went to a wedding in Las Vegas of a very like the, the most, I think it was my mate's cleaner. No, his parents' cleaner was getting married, and they just went, "Oh, if you're out there, you might as well come to the wedding." Then, so we all took suits because we're like, "Well, this is amazing, a Vegas wedding." Blah blah blah. Did that? Went to the whatever the chapel is, not the famous one, yeah. obviously. Went there. And There's a like, chapel district. Yes. You pick your favorite from a after midnight, quite sketchy area, actually. So we got all these suits. Boiling, obviously, because we've not gone, let's pack the lightweight suit. We've just packed the British suits. And we're like, well, we're suited. We're in Vegas. We're booted. Let's, let's gamble. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to be all suited and booted, and we're going to be gambling. And everyone's going to be like, whoa, who are these cool British guys? We walked in, and we're like, oh, there's a blackjack table there. Huh? $15 hand, you can bollocks. Uh, and we all ran for about half an hour to find, like, a $5 hand table. And I still spent, like, three minutes and went... And that's all the money I plan to spend gone. Yeah. They kind of punish you for it. You go and you ask a question. Say, hey, dumbass, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then you what? You get my money. Well, I've, still, I've still got to write the review. We do need to write the review, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> she was extremely helpful. Some people were less helpful. Yeah. It's like, it's weird that like Las Vegas wouldn't give you an introduction to gambling. Like we kept saying that. Where's the, effect, like effectively, where's the kiddie table? There isn't one. They just my want first gambling. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Vegas. You have to try and like put on a thing of, oh, I'm the hard-ass croupier. Yeah. <laughs> he had a bamboozle, yeah. It worked. Oh, cool. <laughs> I won't spend any money then. Three more Bud Lights, please. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Seth Rollins, of course, defends the World Heavyweight <laughs> Championship tonight on Raw. Uh, he did an open challenge, and it was very quickly accepted by Damian Priest, who obviously doesn't come uh, as a, a solo he is uh, he's part of a bigger group um, because he's in the f***ing judgment day. Good, uh, good first defence this for Rollins. It'll be heatless until the last four minutes. Didn't he beat <laughs> Damien Priest last week? He pinned Damien Priest, yes, so in he's beaten match. Then, Yes, you've just confirmed what I said. So he's been pinned by the champion. He's first in line for a title shot. And this belt isn't a toy, isn't a trinket, isn't a Christmas ornament. Explain that. Oh my I mean, god, thoughts on the new one? It looks like uh not good. I described it on the SmackDown review as like I think I'm gonna grow to like this belt because it reminds me at the moment of you know when you see the uh, Kit Kat with the Biscoff infused flavour where the gold mixes with the red. Yeah. It's like, oh, it doesn't you look had that yet. No. It doesn't oh. look right on the packaging, but the bar kicks ass. Bah. So, so maybe in the end the belt will rule because the packaging's kind of ugly. It's uh, it's still called Undisputed. Just drop that quietly and call it WWE Universal. Yeah, you don't know what that word means, WWE. Honestly, <laughs> it's such a stupid promotion. But it's the future of storytelling, apparently, Sami Zayn says. Do you agree that he should definitely keep the other two belts and eyeball the world title? Like, just, yes. You should look at more yeah. belts. Two of them is better than one ugly one. <laughs> 
But it is, I mean, Damien Priest, this will be fine. Like, Priest's having a good run. I like him. Yeah. Um, I, I genuinely like Damien Priest. I don't know, like, Backlash, a bit like with Zelina Vega, maybe you look at Backlash and think, was that the peak? Possibly, probably. But you're supposed to at least give the impression of a meritocracy, even if we know otherwise, and even if he's just been beaten. And this is how we do it. Like, he's going to feel probably quite motivated to prove a few doubters wrong without the, uh, like, Puerto Rico backdrop to any of this. This is just a standard TV match. What have you got? Can you feel big time? Can you feel like a contender? Like, the title's never going to be in doubt. Seth Rollins isn't losing it. They might get that near four, but it's harder to get it from a WWE crowd than an AEW one, and it's proven harder to get it from an AEW one. So they'll do well to get that near four. But on a personal level, if you're Damian Priest, you're feeling rewarded for your good work lately. And that's mm. all it's supposed to ever feel like as a company. Like They could do worse than giving Damian Priest a shot right now while he's a little bit hot. I don't understand why he got the pin. Well, I... Why it's so backwards. This will be a more than serviceable match in terms of the content. The crowd will barely re... Where is it tonight? Do you know? I have no idea. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, WrestleTix will show you a map with no blue dots on it. It's and they'll all be like, silent. <laughs> yeah, they'll all be dead quiet. And that graphic will make as much noise as the physical fan. <laughs> Thunderdome made flesh. <laughs> they'll get up for the last three minutes, and it'll probably go longer than it needs to. Hartford, Connecticut. Ah, the so site of a WrestleMania. It's, it's home. Yeah, it's so home. It, it's home. It's the home of the brave. The old Civic Center. The old uh, Grim. <laughs> Old, uh, cheap taxi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You will never remember it as soon as it's finished, much less in a few weeks. It's weird that they've gone this way around to arrive at it. And uh, look, Seth Rollins, I'll tell you what, will be adamant that this is the real championship. It's the one that's there all the time. That's what makes a star. That's what makes prestige. It happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works, apparently. Um, he'll be motivated to work a uh, bandstormer whether yeah. it actually is one or received as one is a different story. 18 minutes. I don't Where they are going to aggressively grab you by the scruff of the neck and say, see, it went this amount of time. It must be good. <laughs> you are conditioned to think this, Twitter. Is there um, Judgment Day overlap stuff happening here where they're looking at Rollins and Balor, maybe? Yeah. For Money in the Bank. Um, and Rollins and Dominic is funny. So you've got to book that as well. It's an open challenge this was billed as, wasn't it? Yes. And Damien accepted it. They're going to try and do the expedited version of the Gunther and Orange Cassidy thing to create the contrast with Roman Reigns. Aren't they? He's going to put this on the line every single week. Uh, but I'm with Sidgwick. I don't think you can just race to that. I think it's got to feel real. Mm. Orange Cassidy has felt like a real fighting champion because you've watched his body break down. You've watched him take on these variety of opponents, and it has been most weeks. So maybe they'll maybe they'll get there with Seth. But the trick has been that that character has already got so much credit in the bank with people that you've seen him have to like theoretically break out of his comfort zones. Even though all these things you know about the character Gunther, uh, as a sort of alternative to that, has been this mountain that nobody can climb. And like every match is the same, and yet every match is different. Yeah, there's such character to the Gunther matches, even though everyone's got the same job when the bell rings, and then they just find that there's new ways in which he stops them completing it. I'll, I've really loved Seth Rollins over the last maybe year or so, but I just think WWE are going to be so artless with this. I think they're going to have the same television match every week and then tell you what a run he's putting together. They're going to put infographics together very quickly. And I just, like, I admire what a noble failure it might be, but I still think it'll be a failure. And it won't be Rollins' fault. 
I think it's going to be long term a way to bring in JD McDonough into the Judgment Day because they is he hinged? He's not. He's unhinged. Uh, so much so that last week uh, he went, I think, two minutes with Dolph Ziggler before kicking too much AS, completely ignoring the referee, and uh, getting the match thrown out. Christ almighty. Yeah, it was a very, like, even me on my own couldn't really sell this. as like, guys, this is going somewhere. I was just like, well, you've brought him in. I get it. You, you know, he's this hard ass who just, like, doesn't mess about and. and Ziggler was, you know, bumping and selling for him and screaming as he was, like, getting his head crushed <laughs> against the... Dolph yeah, Ziggler? Against the steel steps. What? But Seen he... This? You heard about this? He, um... Hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. I think Hell of a hand. Don't call right. him a hand, though. He's a star. They're going to have <laughs> the Dom match, like you say, potentially the Finn match at the paper, and then he's like, what's wrong? Everyone keeps losing except for Rhea. Well, maybe we need to bring another person in, and they bring... An unhinged JD McDonough, <laughs> the wild, the wild card into the Judgment Day. I'm gonna try and say something about hinged and a door and forbidden door. And I was like, the Judgment Day is permitted door. Let me just let him in. <laughs> I don't care. I don't think JD McDonough I is. I like the pin. I don't, I don't think he's a good fit for the Judgment Day, uh, unless he replaces the one he looks most like. And then I don't like the vibe with him as the leader. So I, I don't know. Like the jury's out on this. I will let it play out mm. because maybe they'll find his pattern. Reckon JD McDonald's popped anyone in his life? No, nah. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe like maybe they, if anyone can find it to them. But I so just I've told you the story before about how the absolute best party I've ever been to, second year of uni, just absolute euphoria, just in every floor of the house. And then this like weird guy who's someone who was brought to the party brought them, and it's like oh, it's too many separations. Mm. and was having this great time and he told the worst joke or the most basic joke you've ever heard and he was just like oh that, that, that joke didn't land very well let's kill myself shall I <sighs> oh, dude <laughs> jeez <laughs> you don't have to do that because you could leave <laughs> <laughs> maybe go home and reflect <laughs> try, try another party next week well, I've just paid him to tell him I couldn't piss all over this bar oh god get away with that <laughs> like a logic game than a joke Money in the bank qualifies. Piss all over a bar. Why not try pissing all over a flight attendant? I don't like to talk about my past, but it was pretty dark and pretty wild. Come at me when you want to hear some stories, kid. <laughs> don't come at me when you want to draw money, though. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic, considering every week I f***ing plug Blackpool's pleasure beach jacks. I don't think I've sold a single ticket to Candom all in my bloody life. But I was just, you know, I was just on the undercards back then. <laughs> I got told by uh, Billy Poughkeepsie that... Uh, <laughs> If I kept at this, if I kept at this, he could, he could be, you know, he could be a star in this game, Sunshine. <laughs> Fifteen years later, you drink the tea, oh, it's piss, <laughs> and you've got them forever. Oh, you God. have this middling run in a weird uh, singlet on Raw, but the trick is, son, the rest of the card's so crap <laughs> that all the bloody losers will think that you were ready for a world title run in 2008. Right. So some missed opportunity, was it? Or did no one react to those matches, really? I turned the lights off and nobody even noticed it was Triple H versus Randy Orton. I'm glad to get an early away. I, uh, I didn't learn to work when I applied hammocks and headlocks. Have you seen me matches? I learned to work watching Daddy and Haystacks. Daddy and Bloody Haystacks. They taught me how to go. Yeah. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One in the bank qualifiers tonight. Technical style. Have you seen the matches? That's a contradiction in terms. Becky Lynch versus Sonia Deville. Like though, didn't it? <laughs> and it felt real, didn't it, when I put those brass knuckles and pulled them out and they smelled like my bollocks? <laughs> Becky Lynch versus... That's what me and Finley hit each other really hard. No one actually reacted if you go back and watch it. That's real wrestling sunshine. Somebody could have brought Goldberg Street before Kevin Nash. That's somebody with me. In a shoot. <laughs> right. Everything I know off that Bobby Fish. <laughs> Two qualifiers for Money in the Bank tonight. Becky Lynch versus Sonya Deville and Zoe... Money in the Bank. Corporate figure. WWE. It's easily done, isn't it? <laughs> Kiss some ass. Money in the Bank. <laughs> Said the day I left, I rang Paul, I said, Paul, see you again soon. It's been emotional. I winked, I winked. He couldn't see her on the phone, but he heard it. <laughs> so, uh, Zoe Stark, uh, we haven't spoken about this uh, since you've been back. Zoe Stark now, of course, aligned with Trish Stratus, feuding with Becky Lynch. So it's one of those way where, presumably, either Zoe or Trish costs Becky and Sonia heads to Money in the Bank, or uh, I suspect... The other thing happens, and you get Becky defeating Sonya Deville and Zoe Stark defeating Natalia, and they sort of continue this during the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, you'll get a botched interference spot, I suspect, in the Becky one to remind you that these two people are feuding because wrestling pandas do idiots with goldfish memories, and uh, Natalia assists. Is it Natalia versus Zoe Stark? Yes. Zoe Stark, oh my God. This match will be boring and heatless. But Zoe Stark will win. And it's a good move. She can really go, um, you know, in their heads. It makes sense as a match to do because Natalia, in theory, has some credibility, even though on the back of the Saudi show, she has none. Mm. Um, yeah, why does Natalia have to be in it all the time? <laughs> and she's reliable, sunshine. You wouldn't know that. <laughs> I really like the Zoe Stark. Trish Stark development. Yeah. Didn't see it coming. Genuine. Bang, 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 bang. That's how you want everything to go. You don't need a reliable old head. Leading the next generation. Eight minutes of silence. You can't see the magic in that. We do. <laughs> what makes sense in the end? You just don't get it yet. You, you'll learn in time. 
you can go 15 minutes on the pay for you and you're a bloody pin drop. You did <laughs> something right. <laughs> Watch any of my matches in the last 20 years for guidance. I gave you some tapes. And yes, the tapes. Pressing buttons on a bloody network. You want to get a feel, the smell of the VHS. It's different. No Mercy 2005. Go on, freeze frame it. You can see it. All of it. Was it an accident? I'll let you decide. Did I invent viral concept? <laughs> you realise how it's dark? Uh, it's a little bit of character development and angle advancement from Triple H. She was done virtually none since he took over the raids from Vince McMahon for this women's division. None. And I felt like there was some. Yeah. And, like, I was surprised. I realised that They've acknowledged that like Trish Stratus needs to be a special attraction wrestler and not the yeah. Every, you can beat Becky Lynch this one time, but Becky Lynch gives off the impression of somebody that likes to try and give back and bring people up, and I think she'll do that with Zoe Stark. She debuted on Raw and was having these like moments where she was kicking ass, but like, what's the purpose? Yeah, and you can easily great finisher. yeah, great finisher. You can easily put it together in your head that Trish Stratus looked on and thought, right, uh, Becky Lynch doesn't respect my legacy, but here's somebody that will yeah. and needs a leg up. I just thought it made a lot of sense when you worked it backwards and I want Zoe Stark to succeed, Zoe Stark to succeed where loads of other signings have failed. They've been brought in to win or lose and it doesn't matter. It's yeah. meaningless. You meet change, your Candice LeRae's, like your Emma's, your Tegan Knox's, there's loads of sentimental attachments to these but there's no booking or character development and immediately Zoe Stark's got some. Yeah. So I'm kind of game for this. I hope it works out and Cedric pointed this out. Love bare minimum me on the stream for Night of Champions. Cedric pointed this out. Bare minimum. I think it was Sounds on there. Like no mercy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, they were celebrating that they'd got him on over on Becky Lynch, there was a look of uh, political fear on Zoe's face because she just smashed Becky Lynch's face up. But somebody else did that before, and it worked out okay for everybody involved. So hopefully that won't be it's great visual. Yeah, yeah, it won't be something held against her. Yeah, no, Hopefully. absolutely not. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. I'd I'd like to think it wouldn't be, because yeah. she's a like her stiffness is part of her appeal, and you want to use that. Capitalize on that. Yeah, let's go heat. <laughs> I never heard of it, but that's what's, <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> Just work the hard camera. Speaking of No Mercy, two thousand and five. <laughs> it's Stark and six, whenever it is, I'm pretty forgettable. One of them years. Stark and Lynch to qualify. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. Uh, Easy money. I'm done, I'm done. On last week's show, of course, uh, they had the tag title, women's tag title match, won by Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Um, I'm not sure if you saw this, the uh, post-promo that she cut, where she said, we demand to be recognised as the best and... These nuts. Prove it. So she's been listening to the board, apparently. Um, Who's this? I didn't know what button you were queuing up there, but no. All right, okay. I was thinking, what, bingo? Oh, this is going to be a short talking point. Can the no. ta- tag title save Ronda Rousey's run? Is that because of the alliteration of Ronda Rousey's run? Or well, just no, it's just because the, the tag titles are meaningless, and they could put uh, any, anything on Ronda Rousey, and it's just a mutually apathetic relationship that neither party really cares about. Um don't care about the tag team titles. Ronda Rousey doesn't care about WWE. It feels like to me, WWE has lost interest in really going with Ronda Rousey. It's a really underreported story as to why. There's got to be some kind of secret tidbit that makes it so. How am I trying to phrase this? It's too weird 
that WWE has de-emphasized Ronda Rousey as much as they have, there has to be... It's one of those where in about one or two years later, mm. we'll hear or read something, and you'll go, ah, so that's why Ronda Rousey was just existing in WWE. Can it be that Triple H is that boring? <laughs> Always a possibility, but there's something there, and it exists in... And women's tag titles, who gives a toss? She buried the belts in the division really hard and then just remembered at the end she was supposed to be putting it over. Like, that reveal that she went and demanded that, like, they get the belts and they get serious and blah, blah, blah. In the process, that she almost forgot to say because I want it to be better, because I want to have a run that means something. She was just going in two-footed on the whole thing. Like, as she's right to do, by the way, the division's on its ass. Like, her run's been useless. Uh, the kind of ideal... The idealist's version of Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey hasn't even really come to life because the whole thing would have existed. If nothing else for, like, Shayna to get a run mimicking, you need to check this out, Will Bernhardt, uh, Elimination Chamber 2020-type <laughs> form. Um, it's never materialised. None of it has materialised in any any of the ways you could have fantasy booked it, and now is the, it's a Hail Mary. Putting the belts on them is the Hail Mary. It's like, right, you've got, like, one last thing to make all of these things work at the same time. It just feels impossible that they can do it. I don't know who... So they've got their corrupted... Queens, yes. the sorcery on SmackDown with the NXT tag titles. Who do you even put these in a believable program with? What's going uh, on with the titles? Raquel Gonzalez makes friends with anybody to set up a tag match. Uh, Shotzi's busy with money in the bank now. Yeah, and so should Raquel, really. Yeah. So what, like Caden Carter and Katana Chance? The two women that failed to win the NXT belts before they got called up as well. It doesn't bode well, I don't think. It'll be a promo this week. Nobody's ready for us and nobody will answer. So it'll be like, oh, nobody is ready. And it buys them one more week to try and figure out what they're going to do. Is Rousey working money in the bank? Not as far as I'm aware. Like, does anybody care enough to check? Because a year ago, that would have been massive, wouldn't it? Ronda Rousey's coming to the UK. One of the rare chances you get to see her. She worked money in the bank last year, of course, yeah. Dropped the title. No, but like a UK Yeah, but event. yeah, no, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, it doesn't, to Sidgwick's point, it doesn't really feel like she's a like headline player in any capacity anymore. And this idea that what little value she had left is going to elevate these belts that have been brutalized time after time after time. You know, somebody made this point on Twitter that this exact thing was the few, like part of the furore around Sasha Banks and Naomi leaving. And the company immediately turned on them for daring to say you're not valuing us as champions. Ronda Rousey said the same thing ahead of being given the belts. Nothing's a fix. Nothing's a solution. Just the same thing keeps happening over and over again. I hope the best case scenario is they hold these until the road to WrestleMania next year and they snap people's arms and they just go back to their sort of MMA. Bloody hell, they're kicking the crap out of people, backgrounds. And eventually you get Shayna versus Ronda at WrestleMania. That's the only the only salvation I can see with all this. It's cool if you could believe that like Triple H could book, say, three or four teams as teams to work the way. You can't even you can't even do the fantasy booking. Is there a team in AEW that you could sign away? Like, is there a team of, is there a women's tag team that you can think of that you'd be like, well, that's the answer to the Ronda Shayna problem. Yeah, they've had the titles for so long and then you go, there's, there's nobody. It's not, uh, like... Booking is atrocious. Yeah, it's not a time for women's tag teams. As much as, like, the belts should be there from a representation yeah, point yeah, of view, yeah. you'd be better off having a secondary women's title akin to the TBS one and trying that. And try right. If you're going to try and fake something with a belt, at least stop forcing women to be tag teams and just have them competing for a secondary title instead. Because you just you can't that story, which is great. Ronda and Shayna for next year's WrestleMania, I'll take that all day. But you kind of need to have built two or three tag teams in the background, yeah. so that one can take them off, and then the two can be ready to feud. And there's I bought Becky Lynch and Lita more than most of the tag teams because at least it was like this 
old and new, past and present, you know, you can, it's an instant story, but I'll take that over some of these Raquel makeshift ones and whoever Natalia finds backstage. <laughs> it's rubbish. That's terrible. Uh, finally, Cody Rhodes is going to be on Miss TV. What do you think he's going to want to talk about? <laughs> Brock Lesnar and Money in the Bank. Summer Slam, apparently. Go For on, Brock. According to Dave, yeah. I could see it, because you're going to have this Roman solo, Usos tag team thing to think about. A Roman title defense that isn't Cody. Nobody will buy it, but I, I could. So, so money, winning money in the bank is what he's going to want to talk about. So he can go back to finishing the story. Like, and he'll do a brilliant job of it. I'm not trying to undersell it. He did a fantastic job of the follow. I thought following up with Brock Lesnar loss. Like he did that kind of WWE thing where like it does count because I'm Cody and I'm legit, but it doesn't count. And here's why we have to have a rematch. And I thought he. Everything and he's he doing. pitched a dog collar match. And I'm not surprised. Like, everything he's doing, I'm believing him. He's managing it so well. I think he's, like, he's proven me wrong more in the face of these ridiculous setbacks than he did in just succeeding in the first place. Like, when it looked like, oh, my God, he's going to just weave around the politics. The injuries come at a nice time. The rumble's right there. When they're actually throwing this nonsense booking at him, he's showing his ability by immediately like rebuilding his credibility instantly and selling out another town on a Saturday night yeah. somewhere. I think that's really cool, and I think he's figured it out, and it's awesome to watch. I just didn't want to talk about Cody in the same way we used to talk about Sammy and Kevin. Oh, they've done so well to game the system. Cody shouldn't have to game the system. The system looked like it was going to change around him, Yeah, and I don't like that we're kind of starting to fall into that trap. Miz TV will be great because Cody will figure it out. Like, shouldn't we have just done away with Miz TV because someone like a promo like Cody Rhodes renders it irrelevant? Mm. Yeah, for a, yeah, for a guaranteed convoluted talky segment, I am looking forward to this because it's Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he's already in the system for me. I hate to say it because I love the man and he just makes wrestling so interesting and that should be reciprocated by WWE with its immense, endless resources and he's doing the trilogy with Brock and it's good for what it is, but it's just boilerplate WWE stuff and now he's on Miz TV and it's just very slowly, corrosively feeling like he's becoming a part of it. When the magic of Cody was, he feels bigger than this. He feels like he's impacting this. And I don't know, the gears of war, the gears of WWE are grinding. And he's in it now. And it's how interesting can he possibly be on Miz TV? He's the most interesting man in wrestling histi- history, probably. But <laughs> he's going to struggle. That, that'll say a lot about Miz TV when this is incredibly boring. You know how Miz recites his, all his achievements every single week? Yes. He's going to recite that he's won money in the bank twice and cashed in twice and finished his own story twice. And Cody's not even been able to do it once. And that's an impromptu match. And would you believe it, Cody's got his gear on? Or is it like for the dark match after like they have a brawl in Miz TV and we get the TV version next week and he beats him? in a dark match tonight, in what has been the only misstep in Cody's in-ring WWE return so far was a bland match against The Miz last year. Oh, yeah. Like, it was worse than bland. He's had bland matches, Cody, but this is worse than bland. It was amateur hour. It's just, like, that feels Miz like... Miz can go now, though. He went, no, he can't. Went with Mick, no, he's doing his can run. He's doing his... Yeah, uh, I know he is, but he can't. <laughs> but that'll probably be the setup, won't it? He's done it twice, and Cody can't even do it once. Yeah, Both but, counts. Yeah, look, look my... The, the straw I'm grasping at here is... Miz saying, you haven't finished the story, the history of Money in the Bank, Brock, etc. Brock's not even going to have responded. And so he's going to, in the, in the dream scenario, he baits him into having a qualifying match for Money in the Bank, uh, getting into that, wins the Money in the Bank briefcase, calls a shot and wins the title at SummerSlam. Still, still a chance. We might have to wait for WrestleMania 40 for that at this point. Yeah. 
probably. And you're like, good, actually. Yeah. See. See. Three more E's just got added. Play play out, mate. Uh, it's, right. like, it's like Harry Potter. You've finished a story, but no, you haven't. There's like six more stories to it. <laughs> Cody's a franchise player. That's what franchise means. It goes on and on and on. Triple H saying, it's not a cinema, idiots. It's a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, one of my favourite moments of the year. Let us know your thoughts ahead of Raw tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, you can listen back now to our SmackDown and Rampage reviews, and we'll all be back tomorrow to review Monday Night Raw. It's been a while since we've done the three of us, and if you haven't done so already, make sure you send us a five-star review review, something short crap, and wrestling related for us to talk about uh, instead of something god-awful on Monday Night Raw. You can either do it on Apple Podcasts or you can leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And then email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to the Dally Boys. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.